Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, as always, is Alexander Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing steps nine and 10, the last two steps on creating your own personal financial plan. And if you've been paying attention, or if this is your first episode actually with us, make sure you go back and you look at the first episode where we started talking about creating a financial plan, because this may not make a lot of sense to you if you don't start from the beginning. Wait, wait. So jumping in at step nine of a 10-step process isn't the way to do it? No, not typically. Okay. Make sure you have gone to our site and downloaded the PDF file that we're walking through in these last four episodes to go over that with you, actually five episodes to go through that plan with you. So so let's get into steps nine and 10 here, right? So in the last episode, we finished uh, with steps seven and eight. And number eight specifically, we talked about starting an investment account. So that investment account, once we've started that investment account, we've got an emergency fund. Now it's like, okay, going to step nine. And again, these are in a specific order for a reason. If you do not have an emergency fund, step nine is not what, what you should be focusing on. I should be focusing on getting that emergency fund set up. One step eight, the investment account is also not the emergency reserve fund. Right. So if we have an investment account, we've done the steps kind of in, in, in order. We have ourselves set up. We're thinking with the end in mind. Now it's starting to, now it's time to start considering (laughs) maxing out your retirement accounts. Yeah. And this always becomes that, that tricky balance of like, okay, how much, how much do we want to have? in that investment account or that that midterm bucket, whatever type of structure or vehicle we wind up using for that uh, versus winding up maximizing the long-term tax benefits. Um, and we also wind up into the conversation of to Roth or not to Roth. Um, like, do we want to pay the taxes today, have it grow tax deferred and have it be uh, tax-free in retirement, assuming that we pull it out for qualifying expenses like retirement um, or do we take the tax deduction today, have it grow tax deferred, and then pay taxes on the back end? Um, like most people have this misconception of taking mm-hmm. taking the deduction today, um, and take and it'll be like they'll be in a way lower tax bracket in retirement. And when we actually show people what tax brackets look like and like how much reduced income they expect to have, they're like, oh, well that that's the same tax bracket. Yeah, usually, or it's very similar. Yeah, it's, it's really important to look at, right? When you're looking at maxing out retirement accounts, right? Like you've got the the retirement account with your employer. And if it's a 401k, you can put a, quite a bit of money there, right? I think this year, if I'm not mistaken, is like 23,000, Alex. Do you recall what the, the max 401k is? They just upped it for 2023, but- I believe it's 22,500. Your 401k versus starting a personal IRA or a personal Roth IRA, you're you're able to put more money into the retirement plan there if it's a 401k. And so that's something to consider. And to Alex's point, Roth versus traditional, we always talk about having balance. So does it make sense to have all of your retirement funds going into one style of an account? Maybe, maybe not. That's something definitely for you to consider. But in the end, after we have our emergency fund, we're putting money into an investment account that's that's taxable today, but it's got liquidity and you can access that money. Now it's like, okay, how do we set up our retirement accounts and how do we take that next steps to making sure our retirement accounts are funded the way that we want? 
just to circle back, it's twenty two five for everyone, and then if you're over age fifty, you can put an additional seventy five hundred bucks in. Yep. So, so max out retirement accounts, right? Take a take a look at that, and then so step number ten. This is reviewing the plan annually. Yeah, financial planning is not a like do it once, set it down, and totally forget about it, and everything will take care of itself. You, you have to monitor it. Yeah, I think too many people think of a financial plan as as like a set it and forget it, and that's just not how life works, right? For those of you listening, think ten years ago. How different is your life today? Right, like for me, ten years ago, I started. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm working at a new financial firm. Right, I, my son was born. Right, I moved into a new house. Income was di- drastically different. Right, there was a lot of stuff that I have now, or or have have changed right now compared to ten years ago. The same thing is true for most people. And this doesn't mean that we go in and make wholesale changes all the time every year. We want minor course corrections every little bit because if we do minor corrections, it's a lot easier than making a huge wholesale change every five years or 10 years. I mean, here's one example. Maybe you decide to max out your retirement plans this year. Next year comes along and you're like, oh, I might go out on my own or I might want to invest somewhere else. So I might have want to have extra access to money. Maybe next year you don't max out your retirement plans, right? That's what we're talking about in terms of looking at this annually. And so the best way to do this is, you know, have a conversation with your spouse and sit down with them and, and really discuss, okay, what are the income expectations for this next year, right? Like maybe you just got a big bonus. Like I just met with a client, their income went up by $75,000, that, that's, this year. That's just a small little change. Right. And so th- that was one of the main reasons that they they reached out to us is they didn't want that $75,000 to get lost in the sauce of life. They wanted to see what what's the best use of their money, right? What's, what's the most efficient use of that? So that's what they did. So you should be doing that. Even if your income goes up by $5,000, maybe it's a bonus. Like, what do you want to do with that money or do you just want to spend it? Yeah. It, it, and maybe you want to spend it, by the way. Spending it is totally fine. Just make it an intentional choice as, a, as opposed to a default choice. Absolutely. Re- review your protection, right? If your income went up by $75,000 and lifestyle's changing, well, now you need to take a look at, okay, how am I protected now? Am I okay with that? And maybe you're fine and maybe you're not. It's, again, intentional choices with that. Looking at the contributions, we've been talking about putting money into the emergency fund. We've been talking about putting money into savings accounts and protection plans and retirement plans. Where does your money need to go for the next year? Well, we recently had a client who we were talking to and like they had been kind of going along just everything fine. And then their income went up a little bit, not 75K, but just like 30 grand happened over a two year time period. And now they're suddenly ineligible to be able to make contributions to a Roth. And so now they had to like do a whole, like their CPA didn't catch it. They didn't catch it. Um, And so like a whole bunch of stuff had to be unwound to try and figure out like, okay, what do we do now? How do we fix the issue that was created? 
I can't tell you, like, I'm, we're stating review it annually. My real suggestion is you should be having a conversation with your spouse quarterly. And it doesn't have to be such an in-depth conversation. It might be a go on a walk with her or him and just, and have brief conversations like, hey, how did we do last quarter? Hey, I'm getting that pay raise next quarter. What What are our thoughts around that? Just quick 15, 20-minute conversations around that goes so far in any kind of plan. Yeah, make sure that you're on the same page and like you have – like it's way the heck better to do that than it is to come back and go, hey, so we've got a tax issue now. Oh, well, what happened? Like now like – when that occurs, you're usually into like blaming mode and like bad things start occurring. So it's have the easy conversations and like figure out like, okay, how does that change things for us? Or what does it change things for us? Yeah. The easiest thing, at least, you know, from, for what my wife and I do, my wife and I, every first of the quarter, so it'll be coming up here in April. It's just a walk and it's always kind of like, I hate to say scheduled, but it's, that first week of April, one of those walks, we will actually talk, like state before we head out on the walk, hey, we're going to talk about the financial side real quick, right? So normally the first 15, 20 minutes of that walk is a quick conversation. We have action items normally from that walk, but they're very quick. Yeah, Alex is laughing at me because I we are that kind of dorky couple, I guess. But I, even if we didn't have action items and we just spoke about it, yeah, I, how much easier is this? No, I mean, it's, it's something that like, quite honestly, my wife and I should do more often than we do. We had a little bit of a conversation this last weekend. Um, now we didn't get the opportunity to actually sit down and go through anything. So that's like our action item now is to actually like sit down and have a conversation around this stuff. And, and we're not talking about like digging into like the financial returns and going, Hey, did that, like, did our mutual funds like outperform the market or you know, we're not looking for that type of a level of review. You're looking for like, hey, given what our investment philosophy is, did what like did what our did what happened with our investments? Is that expected given whatever's gone on in the market? Like knowing that we don't control the market, so we don't control whether the market goes up or down. Like, okay, did did our investments perform? as we would expect given the market conditions. And if you don't know how to answer that, like reach out and try and figure out like, okay, how do we go through that process and, and figure out a solution for, for how to tackle that. Um, but yeah, you're not doing like in-depth financial analysis and trying to chase return or anything of that nature. Um, it's, it's really just like, Hey, did what, did what we expect to have happen um, given the market occur, what happened and what changed in our financial situation? And do we need to do anything different as a result? Like you said, it should be a 15 minute conversation. So have the conversations, that's the whole point of, of create, you know, reviewing, right? And yes, you should review it annually, right? So a lot of us have a little bit of time off towards the end of the year, right? Schedule some time out, go on a date with your, with your spouse and, and have this conversation. And maybe dust off the plan, and look at it. Exactly. So those are the 10 steps in creating your own personal financial plan. I don't know how many times we would have conversations with different people that, that we know 
And they're like, yeah, I know I, I should create my own plan. And I think it comes down to maybe they don't want to pay for one or maybe they don't know the value of one. Maybe they don't know how. Like it does, It didn't matter. The whole reason that we did this is so that you all, our listeners, can sit down and create your own basic financial plan to begin taking those steps. And that's the key ingredient here. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is how often do you review your financial situation, either with yourself or with your spouse? Essentially, how often do you talk about money with the people that are impacted by the decisions that you and they make? This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives at the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2023-153010. Expiration March 2025.